Support for this episode comes from eBay. Whether it's a holy grail pair of sneakers, head-turning handbags, or one genuine wardrobe staple. If you're always on the hunt for that one wardrobe staple you just gotta have, eBay gets it. Nothing's more important than the real deal. When you shop on eBay, all you have to do is look out for that shiny blue checkmark that says Authenticity Guarantee, and you'll know that every inch, stitch, sole, and logo will be verified authentic through a detailed inspection. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. Week 15, Thursday Night Football, Chargers at Raiders. Let's go. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Welcome to the Taking the Points podcast, part of the SB Nation NFL show presented by DraftKings Fantasy Sports. Check out what DraftKings has to offer this season with code SBNFL because life's more fun when you're in on the action. DraftKings, the crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Asian eligibility restrictions apply. Void where prohibited. See DraftKings.com for details. I am Chris Dunnels at Chris Dunnels on social media, joined as always by the one, the only, void where prohibited, Jay Spence. Spence, say hello to the people. What's up, everybody? How's it going, Chris? I hope you're having a good week so far, man. And uh, it's, it's finally here. I feel like this is the time of year where I really enjoy football, like the NFL. You know, like now we're going to have the Saturday games and we got uh, it's a full weekend of games now. And every game matters a little bit more. The intensity is there. It, it's a good week for me. Yeah. So. NFL generally, sure, and as a Saints fan, the Saints are coming off a much-needed win. I know the Bills are probably feeling pretty good, which we can talk about Kadarius Toney because he's back on the list again, (laughs) right? Um, But I'm sure you and I are feeling good about our teams, too, coming off wins. But if you're just talking about Thursday night football, which is what this podcast is for, man, you look at this game, and, and there's not a whole lot to get excited about if you aren't betting on the game with DraftKings. No, 100%. This is probably um, at this point with the injury to Justin Her- uh, yeah, to Justin Herbert and then just the way the Raiders look, it's a scary-looking situation if you like offense. I just don't know how much offense we're going to get with this game. But you're right. Let's uh, put some put some good suggestions out there for some bets and parlays and see if we can make this interesting for some people. Yeah, so I imagine when the NFL schedule makers were looking at the schedule and they saw this matchup in week 15 and they said, you know what, it's going to be Justin Herbert facing off in Vegas against that new Jimmy Garoppolo-led Raiders offense under Josh mm-hmm. McDaniels, who's going to be super exciting there in Vegas with his quarterback. And then we fast forward 15 weeks into the season and we've got <laughs> Josh McDaniels fired, Jimmy Garoppolo bench, Justin <laughs> Herbert done for the season with a, a surgery on his finger. And it's just a totally different game than what I think the NFL thought it was going to be. And that's kind of showing a little bit in the opening lines here. So right now, the Raiders are minus three home favorites to the Chargers, which if Justin Herbert was healthy, let's be honest, the Chargers would be heavily favored to win this game on the road. But Mm -hmm. if we're assuming home teams are spotted three points, just kind of as a matter of course, this seems pretty close to a pick 'em. Like no one knows what's going to happen this week. Yeah. So, you know, you like you just mentioned, DraftKings, t- Vegas typically gives you that three point, uh, you know, cushion as the home team favorite. So, yeah, this is a wash. And like, like you just said, and, and you talked about all the injuries and all the changes to the teams. Man, it's, it, Justin Herbert going out really makes this game probably, I want to say, 
top three boring Thursday night football games this season. And we've had, man, we've had a bunch of bad games on Thursday this year. Yeah. And I think a lot of that goes into some of the quarterback injuries we've seen over the season. Like the, the list is astronomical. I don't know what it is. I don't know. Obviously, we can't blame a, a finger injury on turf. But if you just rattle down the list of, of quarterbacks who have been placed on season ending IR or miss multiple games and you start thinking about Herbert and Rogers and Daniel Jones, Burrow. not that. Yeah. Burrow, Kirk Cousins. You could just keep mm-hmm. going on and on. Uh, down the list and there have been so many quarterback injuries and that just changes the dynamic of the of each game and right now even though the Raiders are minus three home favorites their odds right now are minus 155 Chargers plus 130 so there's not a huge disparity there so I think that really goes to show that no one really knows how either of these offenses are going to perform this week yeah and and I mean the expectation for both teams is that we're going to see a ton of running, a ton of running the football. They both have good running backs. They um, they both have good wide receivers. They just don't have quarterbacks to get the right receivers the ball. So it's going to be one of those defensive running, a, a vintage Rex Ryan football game. Yeah, so defense and, and running. I agree with that completely. And it's one of the reasons, too, DraftKings uh, – Quick caveat, it's important to always mention that we record this podcast most often early Wednesday morning. So if you're looking to place a bet on DraftKings or otherwise, make sure you check to see if the lines have moved or if the odds have changed. But the over-under for this game right now is 34. And (laughs) that's a pretty low total, just to be honest. So I think that goes to show again that everyone is expecting low-scoring, power-rushing, lots of punts, lots of defense, important special teams play. So if that's your kind of game, then maybe you can get excited for this week. Yeah, well, you know what? I'm going to actually come out and I'm going to live on, I I am going to live on the dangerous side of things this week. And I'm going to say, I'm going to take the over on that. I'm going to, because last week we thought the Patriots, you were the only one that picked the Patriots to win. I'm going to give you your your flowers now. I know it was more of a, like a last minute, change your mind type of thing. Doesn't matter. Everybody thought the Patriots were, were going to completely stink to join up. They came out. They It was it was a decent game. It was fun to watch. And uh, I'm going to say that we're going to have some magic in December, getting the Christmas spirit, and we're going to see something happen where it won't be too much. It'll be like 40 points. But still, they'll go over. Well, aside from the over-under, what are your thoughts on the outcome of this game? Who wins? I'm going with the Raiders. Um, you know, not just because they're home or anything like that, but I think – Aiden, Aiden O'Connell is not a good quarterback, but yet he's been the starting quarterback for a few weeks now. So I think at this point, yeah, he had a bad game last week, but we've also seen him have some decent games. We've seen him get um, Devontae Adams involved a little bit. Still want to get him involved some more. When you got potentially the best receiver in football on your team, you want to get him the ball some more. But I, th- I do think Aiden O'Connell is going to be able to move the ball a little bit better than what we'll see on the Chargers side. Yeah, so do you trust Aiden O'Connell or Easton Stick? Those are the two quarterbacks Mm -hmm. we've got this week. And I can make the argument for both. So let me do that, and then I'll say which side I come down on. So Aiden O'Connell has at least started a handful of games for the Raiders. Since Jimmy Garoppolo uh, was pulled in a game, Aiden O'Connell was later named the starter. I think he started five games. It hasn't been super inspiring, super exciting football, but he's got some experience leading that offense. The the players around him the skills position players the play calling it's going to be more familiar with him and they're going to be more familiar with him on the other side of the 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 game Easton stick he's played 
part of a game leading the Chargers offense when Herbert got injured last week. But at the same time, Aiden O'Connell was drafted in 2023. So he, he's a rookie. He's played five games starting, yes, but doesn't have a lot of familiarity with the system as a whole. Easton Stick has been with the Chargers for four years now. So he was drafted in, in 19, I believe. And the team has made it a point to re-sign him as their backup because they like what he brings to that team as a backup under Justin Herbert. So do you trust the, the player who's played five more games? And, and to be clear, too, both quarterbacks were not drafted, you know, day one, first round, right. top 10. Right. I think they're round four and five, respectively. But do you trust the player who started five games versus none? or the player who's been in the system for three years plus or one. So that's really what it comes down to of which one you, as between the quarterbacks, which one you trust, and then possibly looking at the players around them. But you mentioned it before, that might be a bit of a wash, a wash too. You've got Devontae Adams, you have Keenan Allen, two good wide receivers, both a little older. You've got Austin Eckler, you've got Josh Jacobs. So at the end of the day here, I think for the first time in 2023, I'm going to pick the Raiders. Uh, so that means, Spence, I think we're on the same side here, which yeah. if that means anything like our first score of the game, that means the Chargers are going to blow out the Raiders. <laughs> yep, they're going to beat them by 25 at least. That's what that means. <laughs> but you know what? It's It'll be fun. I mean, it'll give us a, a, a two weeks in a row of, of just being outright wrong, man. Last week was terrible. I know you didn't want to talk about it. I'm sorry. We got to get it out there. So, yeah, so here's the deal. A big elephant in the room. Last week, we had pretty bad audio. When I say we, I mean I. So I had bad audio. Uh, we had bad bets. So did I win any money last week? No. But did I have fun? Also, no. This week, it's a new week. Uh, I mentioned it just a bit ago. Our first score, we have been historically abysmal at this. Spence has at least won a few. Uh, I think Stats got one right in 2023 but new week week 15 let's go over those odds first score of the game chargers touchdown plus 330 chargers field goal plus 240 raiders touchdown plus 275 and raiders field goal plus 250 so spence before you share yours let's welcome stats onto the show and go ahead and get ready for stats's first score of the game prediction i'm gonna go with easton stick and the chargers touchdown I think the Raiders stink. I think the the honeymoon Antonio Pierce period, you know, that you get from the interim head coach, that's over with. Easton Stick's going to chuck the ball around. I don't have confidence in the Raiders' defense. So I'm going to go Chargers touchdown is the first score in the game. Wow. So confidence in one of the uh, the quarterbacks that we were just dunking all over. What about you, Spence? I'm going Chargers field goal. Um, I, I I get stats, you know, coming out like that, and I understand the Raiders stinking, but I've also seen the Raiders come out and play very well in the first half and look like they can end it like against the Chiefs. They played very well, and then, you know, the Chiefs just did what the Chiefs do and ended up turning around to win that game. But I think against a team like the Chargers without their starting quarterback, I, just, I, I don't know. It's not going to be a touchdown. It's not going to be a touchdown. And it's not going to be a – well, I mean, the Chargers aren't going to – they're not going to – I don't know stats. I'm with you. I'm going Chargers field goal, though, because I just think touchdowns are going to be very few and far between in this game. So, Yeah, and, and I, I agree with half of what you said. So I think touchdowns are going to be hard to find, but I'm going to go Raiders then. So I'm going to go Raiders field goal at plus 250. 
So I think the Raiders might choose uh, to defer if they get the ball first. But I have a, a sneaky suspicion that uh, the Chargers are going to win the coin toss, defer to the Raiders on the first drive. Raiders are going to move the ball a little bit. Again, they have a little more experience with Aiden O'Connell under center, but it's not going to be enough to punch in the end zone. So Raiders field goal at plus 250. So that means it's going to be a Raiders touchdown. Absolutely. It's the one we left. So Raiders touchdown, go ahead and put it on the board. Book it. <laughs> so let's talk about our parlays then. Uh, last week, it was a stinker for us, but it's a new week. We're going to bounce back in a big way. Do you have a conservative parlay for the people? I do. Mine is uh, I'm starting off 150 plus 150 for Raiders over eight and a half total points. We're going to have Aiden O'Connell. We're going to give him one pass and or at least it says over a half a pass and touchdown. So at least one touchdown in this game. And I'm going to say that that goes to Devontae Adams. So for plus 150 Raiders score over eight and a half points, Aiden O'Connell over 0.5 pass and touchdowns and Devontae Adams anytime touchdown. If you like the Raiders, if you like Aiden O'Connell, it's a great bet. Uh, I'm a little more concerned there. So my conservative parlay is slightly more conservative than yours. It's plus 135. Three legs. First leg is Chargers under 25 and a half. So that, that's a pretty high total. I don't think many people expect the Chargers to hit that. Raiders under 28 and a half. So it's even higher total. And then total turnovers under two and a half. So a few things. If both of the teams were to beat or or make me miss each respective leg of this parlay, if the Chargers get 26 points, if the Raiders get 29, we're talking about a total over under of like 56 points for the game. So I don't think anyone expects the game to get into the 50s. And then total turnovers under two and a half, to be clear, on DraftKings. They do not count turnovers on downs for part of that. So that would just be fumbles and interceptions. I think this is going to be punting. I don't think either quarterback is going to get too crazy both play callers know the limitations they have at quarterback so it's going to be more conservative play calling short passing uh, maybe intermediate passing no deep balls thrown into double coverage so total turnovers under two and a half for plus 134 well i'm gonna be honest with you i don't like it only because what you just mentioned like you just kind of spelled it out for me the the limitations that quarterback it's going to be something, man, like because with, with this, you're going to see like a screenplay get intercepted or something like that, man. It's just going to be it's going to be bad. So I just well, as long as there's I, just one I, or I two, turnovers. I'm good. As long as there's one or two, I'm fine. If we get to three man, turnovers, I just, I'm screwed. I just see it, you know, the, the way it goes. And then like you talk about like last week, Aiden O'Connell had one. He had one interception. But you talk about the way the game goes. I just you know, it's going to be a lot of running. Guys are going to be trying to pull at the ball. I, I just I don't know. I. The turnover part scares me for that. Everything else I think I could go with. Well, l- hear my more aggressive parlay and tell me what you think then. So this is plus 350. Again, three legs. Total field goals over three and a half. So that means in the game, both teams combine for four or more field goals. There is not a touchdown scored in every quarter. Mm-hmm. And then the third leg, Anytime touchdown from Josh Jacobs, Raiders running back. I think he's one of the best players on the field who's not dependent on a quarterback throwing him the ball. So Josh Jacobs, anytime touchdown, total field goals in the game, over three and a half, and no touchdown in every quarter for plus 350. What do you think about that I one? I like it. No, I like that one. To me, that one, 
uh, fits a lot more. And I think the reason why I want to agree with you for my aggressive parlay, we're going plus 470. And the first leg on there is a Josh Jacobs anytime touchdown as well. There you so go. So I'm, I'm agreeing with you there. I think it's going to be a Josh Jacobs and Austin Eckler type of evening. So going to go Josh Jacobs anytime touchdown. I'm going to go Hunter Renfro over 27 and a half yards. I know we just talked about how bad Aiden O'Connell has been, but Hunter Renfro has had over 27 and a half yards in four of the last five games. I just don't think as bad as O'Connell has been, I don't think he's not going to uh, look for third and Renfro at some point. And then Austin Eckler over 40 rushing yards. So again, for uh, plus 470, we got Austin Eckler over 40 rushing yards, Renfro over 27 and a half receiving yards, and a Josh Jacobs anytime touchdown. You're going, this sounds like, again, I know you said the over uh, earlier, but you, you've already said two touchdowns so far, one with Devontae mm-hmm. Adams and one with Josh Jacobs. Uh, so, yeah, it sounds like you think this will be a maybe not a high-scoring game, but not the low-scoring game that others have predicted. I'm one of the others. So in my crazy parlay for plus 1,100, the first leg, under 34. I'm taking the under on the point total mm-hmm. for the game of 34. I'm going to say Keenan Allen with an anytime touchdown. And I'm going to say Aiden O'Connell under 202 and a half passing yards. So I think it's going to be a heavy running game. I think they're going to lean on Josh Jacobs. So I don't think Aiden Connell will be asked to throw the ball much. That's O'Connell under 202 passing yards. Keenan Allen anytime touchdown score and under 34 points combined in the game for plus 1100. I actually like that one. Um, Except for the under. Well, right, besides the under. But, I mean, like, even if, like, because I could see the game going that way where it's like a terrible 9-6 to type of game or something. I could see that, too. I'm just being hopeful that they're going to score the points here because I just – I can't take another boring game, Chris. Let me say something then to that point. So if you like the other two legs – and this is just for you, Spence. This is for the people at home. If you like the other two legs, if you like Keenan Allen anytime touchdown – and you like Aiden O'Connell under 202 and a half passing yards, the over-under is the same odds on either side of that bet. So you could take the over 34 if you just wanted to, but I'm going to take the under. Well, no, I'm going to be smart about it because because I have some bets when I'm taking the over. I'm going to try to make some money somewhere this game. I don't know. So I'm going to take the I'll take the under with your bet, you know, for that parlay. And then I'll, I'll do my others with the over. So uh, but my fun parlay here is uh, for plus seventeen hundred. I'm going to actually I'm going to give the Chargers a score here. Now, finally, I'm going to say Austin Eckler with that anytime touchdown. I'm going to say the Las Vegas Raiders will win by at least six points. So one to six points. Not at least between one and six. I said that wrong. And then the LA Chargers to lose a fumble. So plus 1700, Austin Eckler, anytime TD, Raiders to win between one and six points, and the Raiders will lose a fumble. Wow. Yeah. So again, we're back on it where you're aggressive, your crazy, fun parlay is significantly more aggressive than mine. Uh, but now you've got three touchdowns in the game at least, right? Eckler, Devontae Adams, Josh Jacobs. So if the game plays out your way, uh, I'm looking pretty screwed for my over/under side. Yeah, well, I, I think I think one thing that we can look forward to is seeing the running backs score. I think Josh Jacobs and and Austin Eckler will have plenty of opportunities. So I think between the two of them, they have that big playability, or they just have a, a they have the ability to take over a game at any point. Both of them. So those two, I think the scariest touchdown out of all of these parlays I have will be Devontae Adams. Yeah, I, I could see that for sure too. You you want to hope that. Uh, the Raiders either have a bomb play 
uh, and Devontae Adams catches a 40-yard-plus touchdown, mm-hmm. or they get on the goal line and the defense sells out for Josh Jacobs' run. But that kind of brings me to my next point. Uh, when we start and get ready for our bets of the week, I think both defenses feel the same way we do in that this will be a heavy run game for both sides. So I wouldn't be surprised to see each defense kind of stack the box and say, you know what, if Josh Jacobs, if Austin Eckler's going to run it, you're going to have to do it with eight helmets in the box to run mm-hmm. through. That's why my bet of the week is Austin Eckler's longest rush in the game is under 11 and a half yards. So both Eckler and Jacobs do have the ability, you said, to, to bust one out, to put a game on their back. I think this is going to be a situation where both Jacobs and Eckler finish with a decent yard total, but a pretty abysmal average yard per carry total because they're going to have to grind out, you know, three yards per carry on average. And I just don't see Eckler rushing over essentially 12 yards. Yeah, no, I, I think that's a, a pretty safe bet because even if you look at it, like over the last few weeks, um, Eckler is still Austin Eckler. He's still probably a beast for your fantasy teams if you have him because he does it on the ground and receiving. But if you look at his rushing totals, it, it seems like either A, they're um, kind of minimizing his role or B, it just seems like he's not really um, as effective this season. And it could I don't know what the reason for that is. I watch the games. He still looks fresh, but. Um, he's not blowing it up to where he's averaging like five and a half yards a carry and doing all that stuff. He's not doing that. So well, part I could of absolutely is, is the that. age. I, I think the age is playing a lot into it. There, there's a lot of studies out there that say running backs kind of are on the backside of their prime past 28 years old. And Austin Eckler's 28. He's been doing this a bit now. Josh Jacobs is, quote unquote, only 25. He turns 26 mm-hmm. in February. So that's one of the reasons why I was debating uh, who I thought might be the best performer in the game when we start getting to our Thor Awards. But Eckler and Jacobs, they both have generally passed the eye test when they have the ball in their hands. But mm-hmm. I think one reason Eckler hasn't been quite as explosive is he's got a, like three years on Josh Jacobs. Yeah, no, I, I could agree with that. I mean, and, and typically you've only seen a handful of running backs after the age of 28 still be as effective as they were. So, you know, I, I agree with that completely. And because of that, well, I'm probably jumping the gun here. So I'll wait. Yeah, for so let's a, stay with our bet of the week. Yeah. First. What you got? There? So the bet of the week, uh, the I'm going to go with a player prop t- t- or a, a team prop. I'm going to say a successful two-point conversion is going to happen in this game. I think, you know, with the way scoring will kind of like not be in of abundance. <laughs> I think that uh, we're going to see one of those situations kind of like, you know, in the game the other day where, you know, the Titans have to go for it for two and try to go up or whatever. I think we'll see something like that towards the end of the game. So I'm going to say we're going to get a successful two-point conversion. I'm, You know, I, I would even take it a step further and say Austin Eckler will get it. So let, let's take a break for a second and say, you know what, as it relates to a two-point conversion, I could see it in a scenario where one team uh, has a couple field goals, the other team gets a touchdown, then that team gets a second touchdown, and we're looking at 14-6. to six. And then the team with six gets a touchdown and tries to go for two to to even it up. So I could definitely see it because I think there's going to be a few field goals in this game. But before you start adding the Austin Eckler portion of it, what are the odds for a successful two-point conversion in this game? Plus a gazillion? Plus 450. Wow. Are you able to bet uh, Austin Eckler as a two-point conversion? 
I, I no, I, you can't do that. Which I, oh, it would have been fun. Yeah, it would have been fun. But the my my prop bet here is is slightly less aggressive than my aggressive parlay. So I mean, I think the for just how I see the game going, I could see a, a two point conversion absolutely happening, like you mentioned, and. You know, those are pretty good odds for, for something like that. Normally, those odds are terrible. And I mean, it's still terrible, but it's better than better than normal. All right, Stats. I'm sure you have a terrible bet for us, too, this week. What you got? I'm going to go Austin Eckler over 26 and a half receiving yards in the game. I think that Easton Stick is just going to be a little scared in the passing game, and he's just going to keep checking it down to his old safety blanket. Maybe it takes a bunch of catches for him to get over that total because I'm sure the Raiders are going to be focused on Austin Eckler, but I think Easton Stick is going to check it down, and that number is just a little too low for me, so I'll go Austin Eckler over 26 and a half receiving yards. What were the odds on that one? The odds on that were minus one fifteen. Okay. Yeah. I like it. I like that was perfect stats, perfect delivery. Support for this episode comes from Viator. Sure, a good souvenir is always fun, but it's the experiences that people love the most about traveling. When you get back home, that t-shirt might fade and that snow globe might break, but it's those once-in-a-lifetime memories that will last. Viator is a website and app where you can book travel experiences like architectural sightseeing, snorkeling excursions, sunset cruises, and so much more. With Viator, you can reserve everything from simple tours to thrilling adventures with over 300,000 bookable experiences in 190 countries. Whether you're a foodie, a history buff, or an adrenaline junkie, there's something for everyone. Plus, Viator's travel experiences have millions of real traveler reviews, so you can have the information you need to book the best activities for your trip. When you book a travel experience with Viator, there's always flexibility and support with free cancellation, payment options, and 24-7 service. Make memories that will last forever with Viator. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. One app, over 300,000 travel experiences you'll remember. Do more with Viator. Support for this episode comes from eBay. Whether it's a holy grail pair of sneakers, head-turning handbags, or one genuine wardrobe staple. If you're always on the hunt for that one wardrobe staple you just gotta have, eBay gets it. Nothing's more important than the real deal. When you shop on eBay, all you have to do is look out for that shiny blue checkmark that says Authenticity Guarantee, and you'll know that every inch, stitch, sole, and logo will be verified authentic through a detailed inspection. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. That's a good transition. I think, Spence, you were about to kind of skip ahead earlier when we were going to talk about our Thor award. And when I say our, I mean your Thor Award of the Week. Who do you have as the best fantasy performer this week? Well, just to follow up on what Stats was saying there, I'm, I'm actually going to go with Austin Eckler. I know I have the Raiders winning, and I know I have Josh Jacobs having a, a decent game as well, but I think Eckler is more of a jack-of-all-trades, and he does it everywhere, like we mentioned. So I think the receiving yards plus the rushing and that touchdown that he's going to get so he can kill my crazy parlay for me. Uh, I think I think Eckler is going to have the game out of everybody. So a few things on that. So first, I, I'm so sorry, Stats. Play the sound effect. The power. So for my Thor of the week, I'm going to do something that we did last week. So last week, uh, I think we did running back versus running back. And I said that 
I think I had Zeke as having the most points and most yards in the game. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm going to do the same thing this week. Let's go running back first running back, and I'm going to say Josh Jacobs. Uh, you mentioned that Austin Eckler you know, can do it in the pass game and the run game. Josh Jacobs is no slouch in that regard either. Uh, so I'm going to say Josh Jacobs finishes as the Thor Award, but also, kind of as a little aside, has more yards and more points, fantasy points, than Austin Eckler in the game. And to that point also, if you have Josh Jacobs as a anytime touchdown scorer, and you think Austin Eckler will have more points than Josh Jacobs, then presumably that means Eckler's going to score. So we've just got a bazillion touchdowns you're projecting for this game. Well, no, I already had an Eckler touchdown in my uh, part. Oh, that's right. That's right. He was one of the three. Yeah. So it's not going to be crazy. Like I said, it's not It's not going to be crazy. It's, it's very specific. Like only a few guys are going to score those, and that's it. It's not going to be a, a, a It's not going to be a, a surprising play where somebody breaks it. It's not going to be – we're not going to have a 35 to 31 score this week. It's going to be a terrible game to watch, but these guys are going to score, and they're going to help you to start your playoffs in fantasy football. So, But I'm, I'm good. I'll take that bet, man. I'll, I'll take Austin Eckler over. You know, I, I think it's going that way. Well, let's see. And as always, the Thor Award transitions us to our Marvel MCU bet of the week. And we haven't done it all pod, but let's go ahead and have stats ring the bell. Spence, last week, you got the bet right. So that I did also you get, get the, the best bet last week. I, I just wanted to say we didn't ring the bell because none of us got anything. Let me you got to give me at least the, the bet of the week for Zeke anytime touchdown because I got to feel good about something, man. It was a ton of red in that email from stats. That's fine. You have your moment. Have your flowers. Yeah. OK, Thank but you. this means you. you get first crack <laughs> at the Marvel MCU trivia question this week. Stats, you ready to go? Of course. All right, Jay. Here we go. In Iron Man 3, Tony Stark befriends a young boy while he is stranded. Name that young boy. Does this subject make make you edgy? Yeah, a little bit. I knew you were going to ask for the name. I'll even give you a hint. It starts with the letter H. Chris is looking like he knows this, and he's learned his lesson to not speak before his turn. So (laughs) I am proud of you, Chris. I knew you were going to ask the name instead of like a detail about whatever would have happened in the movie. And that's why your stats. Jeez, man. I won the bet last week, but but Chris, you're, it, it is your turn. I'll, I'll bow out gracefully. I do not know this kid's name. Hell, I don't know this kid's name either. Hayden Hurst, final answer. Uh, no, <laughs> believe it or not, his name was not the same as an NFL tight end. All right. Can either one of you tell me the invention the kid was working on that Tony Stark helps him improve? No, that movie was trash. I don't remember anything about it. I don't know, man. Like uh, <laughs> that movie, it was like it was my trauma. least favorite. I Iron blocked man. it. Yeah, yeah, it was it like literally the least favorite one, man. That was so horrible. And in the final scene in uh, Endgame, where he shows back up for Tony Stark's funeral, I was one of the bazillion people like, "Who the hell is this? <laughs> like, why is he here? What is? Yeah, who doing? is this? But, like, I had to look it up later. But stats, give us the answer." Was it a watch? Was Harley and the invention was a potato gun. Harley and a potato gun. Sure, it was. You could have just made that up. Like his name could have been Steve, and and I would believe you because I could. We just would have been like, yeah, you're right, stats. Yeah. Nobody. Yeah, and I think and and I think universally that's the worst one. I'm sorry, stats. Go ahead. I was just you know going to do the actual show. Is that (laughs) that cool with everybody? I thought we were still here. Here is the question. 
of the week for the Marvel Trivia Bet. First team to take an offensive snap in the opponent's red zone. Chargers, minus 110. Raiders, minus 120. I'm going to go... Um... I'm going to go Chargers. I'm going to go Chargers here. Yeah, and I'm perfectly fine taking the Raiders. Again, I think the, the Raiders are going to win the game. I think they uh, probably start with the ball first. So give me the char- or give me the Raiders. I like that side. I thought earlier you said the Raiders would defer. What are you, what are you doing, Chris? What, what are you doing? Yeah, but I said, you know what? I just have the sneaky suspicion <laughs> that the Chargers are going to win. They're going to defer. The Raiders are going to move the ball some, but not enough and end up kicking a field goal. So I'm going to say that field goal ends up coming from, like you know, with the ball on the 15-yard line. So gotcha. I'll get all of this right. Let's do it. Somebody has to win. Well, hopefully uh, we can win a bet of the week because my bet of the week across the NFL slate last week, fortunately or unfortunately, depending on if you're a Saints fan, uh, did not pay off. I had the Panthers (laughs) plus five and a half against the Saints because, again, clearly the New Orleans Saints need me to pick against them. That's what they need to win. So I've got to I have to test that theory. Right. I've got to insert a variable and I'm I'm not going to include the Saints in my bet of the week this week. Instead, I'm going to go with the Denver Broncos who are giving five points to the Lions. So Broncos plus five against the Lions. I get the Lions are good, but we've seen now again what Sean Payton, what Russell Wilson have done in Denver and how they've begun to turn things around. So give me the Broncos plus five against the Lions. Wow. Wow. That's a you're you're still a Sean Payton fan, and I think you don't want to admit that publicly, but but it's true, man. And and I wish that's I fine. wasn't. No, I wish I wasn't, and I wish I could cheer more actively against them because the Saints have Denver second round pick. So if the Broncos could suck, that would be great for my Saints. It's just not happening now. I thought it was going to happen, and they looked like trash the, through the first like four weeks of the season, but for whatever reason, they've started to turn things around. So. I, I know what I'm seeing there, and I've seen it before with the Saints, so I'm going with the Broncos. All right, I feel you. You want to go first, Stats, or you want me to jump in? Chris literally had the exact same best bet that I had. I was going to take the same exact thing. Broncos getting almost a touchdown over the Lions. I feel like the Lions are struggling right now. They're, they're flailing. I think that the, the pressure is getting to Detroit. I don't like Jared Goff. He's turning the football over. He's fumbling the football. Lions are giving. I'm getting almost a touchdown. I was going to take Denver getting the points. At a boy. Can we take the Whoa. same bet? Is that a yes? Yeah, so let's do it because we're about to win. We're about to smoke Spence. He's going to take something else. And he's going to be a stinker. Well, first, I, I mean, this isn't my bet of the week, but for the heck of it, I'm going to bet against you guys for that one. I'm going to say that the Broncos are going to lose. So, but my bet of the week for this week, I'm going to take Houston money line over Tennessee. They're giving. Uh, is plus 120 for that. Like, they're actually going to give you money for that. I know Houston just had a had a fun win, you know, on Monday Night Football, and it was fun to watch, and we see some excitement down there with their quarterback, and D-Hop is finally involved. But Tennessee just had a win on Monday Night Football. Yeah, that's what I mean. I'm sorry, Tennessee. But but Houston, come on. Like, we, we've seen what Houston has become with their quarterback. I know there's an injury to, to some of their receivers and stuff, but I, I love their run yeah, game. Devin Stroud. Singletary. Stroud, so- Stroud is still on concussion protocol? That's right. And then Nico Collins got hurt too. So they're their number one receiver and then Stroud still in concussion pro- protocol. So that those odds might change through the week. Okay. Well, if, if 
if Stroud, I, I didn't know he was still in concussion protocol. If he if he plays this week, man, I, I actually, you know, I'm going to put the money on that bet now then. So that way, if he's cleared, then I'll still have those eyes. You, you do that, everybody, if you're listening to this. If Stroud hasn't been cleared yet, I'm telling you, I'm sorry if you lose out if he doesn't play. But I'm telling you, like, he is absolutely, I, I'm taking Stroud over everything that Tennessee has to offer. I'd be curious to know, like, with the Chargers, and we talked about it with Herbert, the Chargers said that they were going to do what was going to be best for Herbert long-term. They weren't going to just rush things and risk a greater injury with that finger. So he's having a surgery. He's missing the rest of the year. Even if Stroud is clear, I'm curious if they're going to test the rookie and risk it if he's just kind of on the fence. So I'd be nervous about Stroud playing this game. We'll see, you know, but I, I'm I'm going to stick with that bet, man. I just think that, you know, I, I think Tennessee, they will have people kind of excited now because of that that win on Monday night. But I still think Houston overall is a better team. And even if Stroud doesn't play, I'm going to go with I'm going to go with Houston. Well, there you go. So we've hit some of the big NFL news. We talked about Herbert uh, and his uh, finger surgery. Aside from that, is there anything else, Spencer, you think we need to cover? Well, let me ask you this real quick, because, I mean, I know I, we just kind of talked about Tennessee. What what are your thoughts on Miami kind of like folding in the last three minutes of that game? Yeah, so it's tough. Tyreek Hill got injured, I believe. I think he came back later, but I think mm-hmm. he missed a big chunk in the middle. Uh, I don't know what's going on there. Uh, the Dolphins look great uh, early in the season. They look like an offensive juggernaut. Uh, so... I'm still undecided. I'm undecided, frankly, on Will Levis and the, and the Titans offense, too. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I don't really know what to expect from either team moving forward. I like uh, Tua. I like Tyreek. I like uh, the stable of running backs in Miami. And uh, I like their head coach. So I think that uh, I have faith in the Dolphins to turn things around and have this just be a one-off. But speaking of head coaches, uh, Bill Belichick, by all accounts, is done this season in New England. Not done now, yeah. but after the end at of the, the end, season, yeah. uh, that he and the Patriots will be parting ways. Yeah, and I, th- I think um, it's I think it's good for the Patriots, and I don't mean this in a disrespectful manner. Bill Belichick will go down as the greatest coach in NFL history until you know at some point somebody will get more wins than decades later. But he'll go down as one of the greats, if not the greatest. Uh, but it just gets to a point where I, I feel like you need a new voice out there. You need new leadership and. You know, they're going to go in a completely different direction. So I think, you know, getting this out there now and also being able to kind of at least have a plan going into next season will will do the Patriots some good because that AFC East, they're not even they're not even players at all in that in that division anymore. Yeah. So the problem is, if you asked me this two years ago, I would have said, sure, Belichick's the goat uh, or at least in that conversation. I think he has to go somewhere else and find some even just nominal success because otherwise people are just going to write him off as a washed up guy that got fired in Cleveland uh, and that it was Tom Brady who carried that Patriots dynasty because of how we've seen the Patriots perform now that Brady has left. So I think Belichick will, he's not going to retire. I think he's going to go somewhere else. New Orleans. I I would love him to come to New Orleans if he wants to, Mm. Uh, but I think he's going to have to go somewhere else, get a quarterback uh, and, Ideally, for Belichick's kind of legacy, he would need to find a team that maybe missed the playoffs this year, have them reach the playoffs next year to turn the the perspective and the lens he's looked at. Because right now, I don't think I'm the only one who says, you know what, maybe that was a lot of Tom Brady there in New England. 
So I think Belichick will need that. Yeah, and I mean that's a tough conversation for any Patriots fan to have, but I, I think it's it's at this point you can't debate it, you can't argue it. But you know any coach that gets a quarterback would do well. I think the Bills right now, you know, over the last several years have a better record for Sean McDermott than he actually is able to coach. So I think that that is something you know is a tough conversation for him. But yeah, he's out of there, and uh, I agree he's going to go somewhere. I don't know if the Saints would be a good fit though, man. You guys, I, I know Derek Carr is is better than a lot of people, but you guys need a quarterback for what you're talking about, like to fix his legacy. And like, I don't think a bill, I don't think you're a bill Belichick away from a Super Bowl. You well, I'm not going to fantasy book this away, but in my uh, nighttime wet dreams, I have bill Belichick at, at head coach and they draft someone like uh, Jaden Daniels out of LSU, uh, mm-hmm. you know, and somewhere in the middle of the first round, but Belichick's out of new England. We're out of this podcast stats. Hit us with the outro and take us home. Support for this episode has come from eBay. You know real when you feel it. And with eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you don't have to wonder. You know that every inch, stitch, sole, and logo will be checked by experts and verified authentic. Maybe it's a designer handbag, sneakers that pop, jewelry that shines as bright as you do. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. Support for this podcast comes from Smartwater. Want to get a little more from every sip? Smartwater Alkaline doesn't just taste crisp and pure. It's loaded with everything you need to perform at your best, whether you're running marathons or boardroom meetings. Elevate how you hydrate and pick up a Smartwater Alkaline today. To learn more, visit drinksmartwater.com.